This is a Crow's Nest podcast. There you go. <laughs> there we go. There, Zoom decided to talk to us again. Uh, uh, ahoy and welcome to Titanic Talkline. I am Alexia, and this week I am joined by Megan from Spooky Science Sisters. Like, I don't think you're supposed to say it that way, but I, I wanted to. It's fine. <laughs> we say it weird all the time. <laughs> what's, the fun- what's like the funnest? I know that's not a word, but I use it all the time. But like, what's the funnest way so far that you've said it? Like. Oh, probably similar to what you yeah. said. I don't know. Paige gets more creative with it than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> Just got done sort of rapid fire taking some notes for this. So I'm probably a little scrambled, but that's fine. <laughs> I find that most of the time when I do this show that my guests are way more prepared than I am. And I'm always like really impressed by that. <laughs> that's fine <laughs> well I think it's it's good I I think that it keeps me <laughs> lying I think that this keeps me humble it just gives me a really really down-to-earth approach when it seems like I'm a total moron instead of being like well actually <laughs> yeah it's fine our specialty on on our show I think is feeling like morons all the time so I have- it's fine I'm sure the question that probably everyone asks you, but just like, because I'm morbidly curious, like, how did you guys decide that you were going to make a podcast? Because deciding to do a project is a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Honestly, just like early pandemic boredom. Um, And now here we are almost three years later. (laughs) But yeah, you know, we, yeah, I was at home with like a six or seven month old and she was out of daycare for a long time early 2020 and yeah had come from like listening to a lot of podcasts which my sister-in-law who's the co-host of spooky science sisters Mm -hmm. had gotten me interested in and I was like what if we did our own show and Paige is one of those people where you can sort of just propose like any possible idea or like any adventure and she's like yeah okay I'll do that so So I'm a page got it (laughs) yeah so I uh, dragged her in and now here we are three years later (laughs) I remember like when I first decided I wanted to make a podcast though it was always the grand deal of like but what's it gonna be about and like I remember at the beginning there was like a hundred million topics floating around in my head and you know how did you decide that it was going to be about like spooky science like what I mean, it was, I mean, I'm looking at your background and I see a Ouija board pillow and I see some bats. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see the spooky part. But Yeah, I should have. It's all spooky in here. I got to get Love some, it. some like science stuff in the background. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, well, I think both Paige and I really got into listening to true crime stuff which is like you know how everybody and their mom gets involved with podcast stuff and but I really like like cheesy ghost hunting shows and horror movies and all this stuff and I was like okay there's got to be a way to sort of like (laughs) Mm -hmm. combine this sort of like investigative I don't know skeptical feel or 
or, and our science backgrounds Mm -hmm. with, um, yeah, with this love of, of liking spooky things. So yeah. So that's where we went. And at the time, I think we thought, I didn't really feel like I had heard of a lot of shows that were doing, you know, paranormal or whatever supernatural stuff from a more skeptical lens. And of course Mm -hmm. now I know better because we're in that world and like, there are a bunch of us out there, but yeah, (laughs) that's how we decided. (laughs) But I like it though, because so I, I also, I love to cry. Um, but I'm not personally, and this is going to sound like I'm being weird, but like, I'm not a fan of cold cases. Like they upset and frustrate me because I'm like, why can't we solve this? Yes. Like, so when, when I want, it's so annoying. And so when I want to watch something crime related, my favorite thing is, and obviously they have some cold cases in this one, but I love forensic files. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Because it is very focused on the science. And so my family, there's four of us like the Berenstein bears, you know, mother, father, sister, brother, there's the four of us. <laughs> and, um, we cannot agree often on TV shows because mm-hmm. we're all very eclectic, but we all can watch forensic files. Um, so I understand the appeal of approaching things from that very like scientific skeptic, um, yes. skeptic based evidence based um, receipts or get out approach. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause I like that because otherwise like, and this happens in the Titanic community too. Sometimes you can just spin off way down a conspiracy theory. You were just like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I uh, have seen a lot of TikTok videos that are like, it wasn't actually the Titanic that sank and all these things that are like <laughs> very convincing in the moment, but you know, obviously <laughs> I'm so excited yes. one day to encounter someone who proposes this theory to me. Cause I've decided I'm going to out crazy them because yeah. when they're like, it's the Olympic that went down. I'm going to be mm-hmm. like, nah, man, nah, man, Just come here. Come here. It was totally the Britannic. <laughs> I have no evidence to support this. I'm also pretty sure it wasn't even built around the time. I just, I kind of want to see if I can blue screen them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. And um, yeah. And I feel like the show has shifted a little bit because we don't, ex- we started out sort of really focused on, paranormal stuff and now it's shifted a little bit more to like let's just talk about things that are generally weird or sort of like generally unsettling because like I don't know the world is weird and unsettling sometimes (laughs) and like sometimes things are just scary because they're really big or really whatever (laughs) so things are just scary yes (laughs) like oh my god this is gonna make me sound like a child but this happened, by the way, I don't even want to make it sound like I was in a scary scenario, like lights out type deal. I had the lights mm-hmm. on. I was fully sitting on my couch, like mm-hmm. on my phone. So not even a large screen. And for some reason, I ended up in the sub mechanophobia um, <laughs> oh, <yeah. no. laughs> uh, subreddit, which if anyone's wondering what that means, it is fear of large underwater shit. And <laughs> yeah, I know some of them are easier to watch than others, but some of them is kind of like, Why? And one of yeah. them that I ended up watching with horror and transfiction and then it freaked me out and I had like nightmares was I guess after they finished filming a movie, they didn't have any use for this animatronic shark. So they just sunk it in a lake for divers to find. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's just down there. It's just freaking down there. And like I'm, people now know that it's there. So they go see yeah. it. 
But like, can you imagine if nobody told you and you're just like, huh, diving mm-hmm. with my friends and the wow! Because <laughs> it's pretty scary. <laughs> like, it looks like Bruce from Finding Nemo. Like, big, yeah. toothy grin. Yeah. And it's not little either. Like, it's big. Yeah. <laughs> and this, you know, I know that makes me sound like a little silly, but it's just kind of like, it's able to get you. And, you know, there's yeah. nothing inherently spooky about that we know exactly what it is and where it is why it's there and how it got there and yet still it's eerie (laughs) yeah (laughs) no I know what you mean I get weird about stuff like that too like Mm -hmm. I don't know being in water deep enough where I like can't see the bottom and stuff it's like my brain just starts thinking but what is down there (laughs) it's like ultimately (laughs) I know the answer to that but yeah, it yeah, I'm really good at freaking myself out. So Same. it's fine. <laughs> has there in the process of researching your show, has there ever been a topic that you've been researching that like it freaked you out so badly that you either had to stop and come back at a different time or you just like have not come back to it because you're like, I'm <laughs> freaking good. Um I don't think anything listen, I think I've conditioned my brain well <laughs> enough watching <laughs> way too many horror movies at this point like I should probably be concerned about like what my threshold is for things being too scary um and yeah nothing has really made me have to stop there have been a few things that like you know have given me the willies while we've been recording or like have stuck with me um uh, yeah since so anyway What's one yeah. of them? Um, the stuff about there's a couple things that have really mm-hmm. freaked me out, and one and one is like also just like listening to podcasts for a long time and like consuming true crime content and stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. after I had a kid, I can't do like the children's stuff yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I get absurdly upset and just I can't handle it so mm-hmm. you know um but I can't even talk about it <laughs> no it's, it's a lot that um we can skip it no 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 no. you're fine this is not yeah so this is like sort of adjacently related mm-hmm. to that but it was we did this whole thing about like why the boogeyman figure is so common like across tons of different cultures and Mm -hmm. like the descriptions can be very similar across all these cultures and we all have them we all have stories of them and part of it came down to that it's kids invent them for themselves because they are learning how to contextualize the idea of fear and the feeling of fear so it's like their little brains like learning how to be afraid and they invent this external figure to like project that fear onto and I don't know why that just like creeps me the fuck out (laughs) I'm sorry it's creepy yeah (laughs) so that really got me um yeah and then the other thing was um talking about uh Bloody Mary and these these like psychological experiments they've done having people either like stare at other people in a dark room or stare at their own face in a mirror and that it like takes a very short amount of time before your brain starts to distort your face into something monstrous so anyway 
You know what's awful is that part of me is like, I should go try that. Yeah. Well, believe me, like every time I get up to pee in the middle of the night, I like and go to wash my hands. I'm like sitting there like, should I look (laughs) in the mirror and see if this works or like, should I just wash my hands and go back to bed? And ultimately I chicken out. So (laughs) well, how long is it supposed to like, that's a serious question. Is it supposed to be a matter of seconds or do you actually really have to be looking for like a minute or two? I think it's within like a couple minutes, but it's because that's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time to just like stare at yourself, (laughs) but it's still faster than I think like anyway oh sure oh no i'm not disagreeing with you i'm just kind of like because if it was within like for example 10 seconds and be like that's insane but a minute or two is like that's a dedicated experiment because the other thing that's happened and this is like like when you take certain hallucinogenic drugs they they warn you like for example if you take acid it's like don't look at the mirror (laughs) yeah well because it makes your your face look weird but also you hone in on imperfections yeah and then you'll start to obsess over them. And it's kind yeah. of like, it's just not good for you. Yeah. And you, you know, no matter if you're under the influence or not, it's kind of like spending that much time just obsessing over what you look like and what you're doing and mm-hmm. what each muscle is doing. is like, that just doesn't seem like it's good for you in any circumstance. I don't know why. Yeah. It just doesn't seem good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, those are the two things that, that stick in my brain that have freaked me out probably the most I over think- three years of doing this. <laughs> I think like the spooky thing that it freaks me out the most is semi-modern and okay. that would be the um slender man <laughs> yeah <laughs> not necessarily because the slender man itself but because of like everything it triggered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously the one really prominent crime but there's been a couple of other ones and then there's you know a bunch of people just online who uses an excuse to be ridiculously crazy yeah yep yeah we um did a pretty recent episode sort of on this whole like digital folklore kind of yeah yeah idea so oh my gosh <laughs> I, i'm not all the way caught up so this is clearly not yes i've got there yet yeah oh, well it's a it's a recent episode so yeah that one was another episode that like definitely gave me the willies wild me out because this (laughs) i think for me with the slender man what it freaks me out so bad is the fact that it has a definitive real world cause and effect oh sure yeah we're like not to say like the boogeyman doesn't have them but like this has a crime attached Mm -hmm. to it and a pretty severe one where it's like it and it happened in a pretty short amount of time because slender man didn't happen like 50 years ago this happened like yeah five or i don't know i have no I idea i forget what was. year it was it was pretty recent though <laughs> yeah but like semi-recent but still mm-hmm. it was just the point is that in that whatever x amount of period of short time something absolutely bananas happened and it just yeah. goes to show how like especially with the age of the internet i'm sure you guys cover this in your episode how quickly these phenomena can spread yes <laughs> yeah it's definitely it's it's yeah scary for multiple reasons like the original story you know is Mm -hmm. spooky and like it's it's meant to be spooky the whole idea but then like yeah what has come of it is also is also scary in its own way so similarly the big thing right now is apparently uh kids taking a whole lot of benadryl to make themselves hallucinate so that way they see the hat man so (laughs) yeah Anyway, 
what is that man i'm way stuck on that okay <laughs> apparently i'm not done with gen z anymore because i have no idea what you're talking about number one yeah. though i i benadryl this is gonna sound like an insane statement i'm about to make but like mm-hmm. benadryl comes in and out of popularity because yeah. every so often i feel like there's a cycle of like kids taking benadryl and then yeah. it kind of goes away for a while and other stuff comes up and yeah. then a few years later it's like back to the benadryl it's just it's something that yeah. seems to come around but it's like it, it's pretty accessible i guess it makes sense yeah so um yeah it's, it's like, like it's a very similar it, it's it's a very similar thing to slender man but basically you know dark figure wearing a hat that people claim is like some sort of sleep paralysis demon so yeah <laughs> when did slender man again i can't remember when it started but this seems when did this start uh what did we figure out Hatman stories have been around actually for a while since like early 2010s at least but this whole like recent connection Mm -hmm. to purposefully trying to hallucinate is a more recent thing so anyway (laughs) I can I take Benadryl pretty frequently because I have really bad allergies. Um, yeah. And that's a doctor. This, this is not just something that I do for fun. My doctor was like, yeah, you take it at bed. But yeah. I've never taken so much Benadryl that I've hallucinated anything. It doesn't sound like a fun time. <laughs> no. And I'm also just like. And also it's really bad for you. So. <laughs> it's, oh, I was going to say, that cannot be good for your liver, no. your pancreas. It cannot be good for your no. esophagus, your stomach. Yeah. None of that shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. Please don't do that. If you're listening to this, <laughs> you can go like, listen to our episode on yeah, it and please learn go all listen. the reasons why it's a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go into the reasons why it's a bad idea. Uh, go to, go <laughs> listen to that episode, but just please don't do that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I feel like I'm derailing your whole <laughs> show right now <laughs> with absurdity. <laughs> The first ever episode I recorded episode episode I recorded was three hours long. Okay, <laughs> and about ninety minutes of those were me and Bill talking about Star Wars. So like, good. <laughs> I don't do that as much anymore. But to yeah. get back on topic because you've requested it, what is your Titanic story? Do tell, do tell. <laughs> um. Okay, I had to take some notes or else my brain will not. Psh, things will just go out of my head. But <laughs> and. Yes. I, well, so first I felt like I should, since the the theme seems to be to sort of introduce how, or what, what the guests or what my introduction to the Titanic was. Yeah. (laughs) And then. It's different for everyone. Yeah. And then move on. So my first experience was seeing the movie. Same. (laughs) Which came out when I was in fourth grade. I was in Um, third yeah so (laughs) about the same age and my parents took me to see it in theaters and I had no idea though what was good and this is like a track record that my parents had of like not taking me to movies but like not fully understanding that like I might be traumatized for life by Like they took me to see Jurassic Park in theaters when I was five. So, and I parents, cried the whole time. <laughs> my parents took me to see The Nightmare Before Christmas in theaters. Oh, and I I made it all the way up to the point where the haunted toys came to life. And I used to have a rubber duck. And when that duck with teeth came to life, I like noped out of the theater. And I didn't watch that movie until I was I don't know eighteen years old. That's not a joke. 
Excellent. Um, anyway, so I went to go see Titanic with my parents and I had no idea what was coming. Like I didn't Did they tell you the movie or anything? Or were they, they just told like we're going movie. to a movie? Oh, okay. They told me the movie. I knew okay. I knew the movie, but I think I was young enough that I must have just like not been paying attention to I don't know. I must have not been paying attention to any like ads or trailers or anything or I don't know. Maybe that stuff just I in your defense. Was it was nineteen ninety seven. And yeah. in your defense, I think I recently saw on YouTube like the original trailer. Yeah. And you know, first of all, what's acceptable <laughs> on TV then and now are extremely different. True. Because the trailer was far less thematic than it would be if it was made today. So even if okay. you trailer i can kind of see where you especially if you're a kid like because i was a kid too thinking broad strokes you're probably just kind of like oh, okay there's some water in a yeah, boat this is fine no yeah, cool. but i didn't even know it was gonna sink oh <laughs> I, I don't know how like, i knew that i think my mom maybe told me on like the car ride over i don't know <laughs> nobody warned me i've oh, never no. heard of this before and i like i distinctly remember like just sobbing for like an hour afterwards (laughs) it broke my little heart that this had happened and then like also I had to learn like oh this actually happened in real life because I don't think I realized that either so it was like a whole thing um but ultimately like within I think a year of that I had like yeah became like one of my weird little hyperfixation things and I fell in love with it and watched it a whole bunch of times and yes and it was probably like it's probably inappropriate it's probably I I'm gonna say it I don't care you can cut it out um it was I won't it, I would say I credit that movie with like being when I realized like oh I think I and probably straight and like men <laughs> that was like that was like my I credit this as being like sort of my sexual awakening with being like this looks interesting to me <laughs> it <was> interesting <laughs> to me I love it this is my favorite story <laughs> so yes got very into it went through this whole thing where like you know I watched the movie a bunch of times and went back and like read as much as I could in other sources like the book like a night to remember and mm-hmm. all that um yeah I still like to re-traumatize myself every year <laughs> by <laughs> re-watching it <laughs> so that happens a lot uh I dragged my husband a few years ago so we live in Madison Wisconsin and mm-hmm. I don't think they do it anymore but a uh sort of fancy restaurant here used to do a titanic dinner on the night of april 13th no i knew about this for some okay. reason please finish <laughs> well this was like a, you people dressed up in like period costumes um so my mom <laughs> This is such a nerdy story. I was like a full grown adult. And my mom like made me like an Edwardian style dress to wear. That's and my so husband cute. rented a tux and we went to this event. And the whole idea is they serve the dinner that the first class passengers would have eaten the night mm-hmm. that the ship sank. So it's like very morbid, but it was also a super fun. I would go. <laughs> there was a lot of wine. Like those people were definitely toasted the whole time that ship was going down 
it's, it's funny to um it's easy slash interesting because it's easy to forget that that was pre-prohibition yeah and the oh that's culture true <laughs> around alcohol was just so dead like it was just like wake up here is your irish coffee yeah <laughs> you also want a mimosa with breakfast what what wine with would you like with lunch going golfing please take a carafe like there was just alcohol everywhere all the time yeah yeah and yeah was- um yeah so it, it was like the dinner was 11 courses which How do you even have room for 11 courses <laughs> they're very small very <laughs> each fair course is very small but each course came with like a different wine pairing that they had <laughs> done and and like they I mean they they aren't giving you big pours or anything but it's still That's like enough 11 small glasses of wine adds up to like a significant amount of wine like, even if they're like <laughs> around half a glass of wine you're yeah. still running at five glasses <laughs> of wine at that point yeah. like that is not that is not a little wine yes so anyway so I'm like yeah, if those people drank all the the wine, then yeah, <laughs> they're probably see, a little bit warmer that I can night see, than they would have been otherwise. But I can see now why a story about setting a bunch of money on fire is hilarious. I'm like, you're five glasses of wine in. Of course, anything is hysterical at that point. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. So I uh, yeah. So so that's my personal experience with that movie and. I, with movie and just like the Titanic in general yeah oh I did drag my husband to like the Titanic exhibit when we were in Vegas once oh I saw that one yeah it's a it's it's a whole thing it's mm-hmm. more prevalent in my life than I might have expected but then when I was like sort of writing things down for this I was like oh, I have done a lot of stuff with this yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those interests that some people, I think, get kind of ridiculed for in the same way that, like, women who like horses are like, hey, you're a horse girl. It's like, <laughs> yeah, horses are great, you asshole. Yeah, like, I don't know what your issue is. Who doesn't like horses? <laughs> Idiots is, is the answer to that question. But, like, fun fact, for I'm sure this most people know this, but all the, most of the riders of Rohan in Lord of the Rings were women because they were like, we yeah. need people who know how to ride and fight. Uh, that's not men. Where are yeah. the horse girls? And they're like, here, yeah. ready, as we have been. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's that sort of very interesting, you know, female empowerment moments. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I personally like Titanic, and I discussed this a little bit on the show, and that I'm under the asexual umbrella, and that I did not have asexual awakening when I was younger. <laughs> but I yeah. really liked it because Rose was cool to me and I liked that and you know granted this was a bit before I was older but then and I've discussed this on the show too a little bit that a lot of the media of the 2000s was all about hey girl how can you change yeah to suit a a dude and you're like yeah totally awesome (laughs) this is absolutely wonderful but having that contrast was really important and it it's really it was just interesting to me because it was something that I didn't see again for quite some time because the general trend of media was this is what you need to act like and this is what you need to look like yeah so yeah but what was it about the movie in general that made you 
Well, I mean, I know that like sounds like a simplistic question and it might be as, sim as simple as an answer is like, <laughs> Jack's hot, but it's kind of like, that's a fair answer or whatever, <laughs> whatever the answer may be. But like, what was it for you where you were kind of like, boys are pretty. <laughs> I'm going to um, ride that train. Yeah, I, uh. I don't know. I was probably just like, what, you're what, 10, 10 years old or so Nine when you're or in fourth or something. grade, something like that. So you're like about the age where mm -hmm. you start to think like, maybe there is something to this whole, like, <laughs> I guess in my case, if you're, sure. you know, on uh, that end of the spectrum, like maybe there is something to this whole boy thing, but I don't <laughs> know. Leonardo DiCaprio is just really good looking. And I was like, this sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I didn't Although mean to embarrass you. Back and watch, no, 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 you're fine. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> well, because this never happened. Like, like I said, this never happened to me. So I'm always yeah. like, huh, interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, I don't know. I think I was just like about the right age for that That's to be fair. an interesting thing and like start to starting to think about stuff like that. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. Well, now looking back and watching the movie, I'm like, you know, Billy Zane is kind of terrible, but like he is pretty good looking. So <laughs> Billy Zane is very attractive, uh, especially just he just smolders in the camera's general direction with all his <laughs> yeah. eyeliner. He's just like, "What's up, Zane?" He does have like an absurd amount of eyeliner on in that movie. No it's noticeable because that was so not a trend of the time. So it was yeah. like you notice it, and you're just like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Yeah. So that man's wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was unbeat until uh Captain Jack Sparrow. That's true. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I that I think I th it was probably part of it though. It's like why that movie and why that story and why the whole thing just stuck with me for so long because it was like this <laughs> sort of like pivotal moment in my life. <laughs> like that's totally relevant yeah yeah i mean not everyone but most people have this one or handful of media that they saw at just the right time for it mm -hmm. to be profoundly impactful in some way or another yeah. yeah yeah so anyway that's why i'm always <laughs> one of those people that like defends the movie but like gets very <laughs> get a little bit sensitive when people are shitty about it <laughs> so but it's a fun movie like if people don't like it they don't have to like it but it's kind of like don't be rude about it because there's a bunch of stuff out there that's really popular that i'm just like not a fan of yeah but i try not to fine. run around being like it's awful and anyone who likes it is stupid <laughs> yeah 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 unless uh, it's yeah. something crazy like if you're like i like Tucker carlson it's like well then you are stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and at least i'm not like very concerned about the sexuality of m&ms like tucker carlson is so. oh my god <laughs> oh my god like when i first saw that like i saw it on reddit and i was like this is a joke somebody is joking me and then i yeah. like, because it sounded like an onion story legit yeah. onion story where it's i was like haha very funny and then i realized that that's actually true mm-hmm what the hell yeah. man he's like, a he's sort of lost his mind <laughs> sort of uh, i still don't understand the argument i'm still completely missing this argument it's like you were aroused by 
candy mascots. So you yeah. like them gone? I don't but know. you also are mad she's wearing flat shoes. So which is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But he's this very like, worried about like the Schrodinger's M&M M&M arousal. I don't understand. Are you, you are and are not attracted to this M&M. So much so that it's a problem that we now have to have Maya Rudolph, which I, I love yes. Maya Rudolph, but it's still kind of like, what's happening? I don't know. It's like people have lost their minds. So... <laughs> I'm I I can't like yeah the fact that this is a real thing that is taking place oh my god I'm trying to decide if I want to take the bait on this or not because uh, I'm gonna get so mad about it <laughs> we don't have to get mad it's fine <laughs> no it's a, no we're gonna, it's just like what the hell do we not have going on in our lives where new slug goes like we have to cover the sexy m&m story you guys we need <laughs> we need a reporter on the scene we need to handle this right now Hershey, we need to get a spokesperson in here we have people yeah. aroused over candy it's like what is happening <laughs> what is going i just cannot believe this sounds like something where like no wonder we'll we'll never be visited by aliens they're just they they heard the story and they're like turn the ship around that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're not, no, we had plans. Turn it around. We can save them. No, Karashi, we can't. We're beyond helping. <laughs> Everyone's very into this whole like unidentified aerial phenomenon report, whatever, in the UFO community, which is like a whole other bag of worms. But um, yeah, I was like, they're not visiting us, and like no, they're if they have, if they're like. Safe absolutely not these people are a disaster they're doing flyovers to be like did they improve (laughs) nope yeah (laughs) oh shit they saw it they saw they saw us (laughs) exactly (laughs) no they're never gonna come visit us while we're having issues yeah oval shaped mascots (laughs) i i'm so red right now I thought I thought that we were over it. It's like in between coverage of the insane amount of school shootings we have and like breaking news. I know. We're taking MS. <laughs> oh yeah, the, uh, the 24 hour news cycle has not has not oh, been a, a positive thing, I would say. <laughs> it's uh. just- Oh my god. Uh, we used to make fun of filler news stories, but now it's just like, here yeah. they go. <laughs> Talk about M&M's now. Yep, 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 yep. It's a whole thing. It's just one more thing that to me is really interesting to see people get absolutely hung up on because it's just like you expend so much energy on something that is insignificant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some. Uh, I'm sure there's some psychological thing at work where it's like I'm gonna get really angry about this thing that doesn't matter because I don't really want to think about how terrible the things that actually do matter are. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair because you know, even you know, I have a whole podcast on Titanic, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> We have a really fun time and everything, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, this is like a really big tragedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, it's like, and the, it's, it's the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's distract, it's, it's, it's distracting in its own way. It, yeah. 
Yeah. Not that I'm trying to give Tucker Carlson the benefit of the doubt because like that guy just sucks, but he is awful. (laughs) But in general, people get very worked up about these things. (laughs) Yes, he is he is the exception to that statement where it's just like you just suck. Yes. (laughs) You you can't redeem yourself. You just leave. Was it John Oliver that said he looks like if the sound thud were a person? <laughs> I don't know if I heard that one. That's really good. But he always has that expression on his face that looks like he's either about to or just got hit in the face with a frying pan. <laughs> like it's either impending or it just happened. That face of like, Ugh. yeah. And I don't understand. Like even when he's outraged, he looks like that. Like he's had Botox, but I don't think he has. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's a weird guy. <laughs> a lot of weird i bet he has weird theories about the titanic like if, if i asked him i bet he'd have something inane to say probably but it's not worth it it's not no. worth it to have to talk to tucker tucker carlson for any amount of time no <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be worth the loss of brain cells that would accompany that <laughs> oh geez so oh. What is a modern, like, obviously, you know, the the stuff that I was interested about with Titanic when I was younger is a little different than what I'm interested in when I'm older. So, like, mm-hmm. I know you took a bunch of notes. Is there anything that you took, a, like, notes on that you remember from, like, a more recent perspective where, like, it kind of caught your interest again or just something you learned recently? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, um, uh, well, in addition to, it's sort of a its own thing sort of a combined thing but in addition to um doing the spooky science teachers podcast i also make um also make videos on tiktok and some of those are like topics that we've talked about on um on the podcast and some of them are, are related and some of them are just like hey this is interesting to me and sciencey and i'm gonna talk about it so right. <laughs> uh when just this last year when it was the yeah last year 2022 we're in 2023 now um when it was the 110th anniversary on that day i said i'm gonna do a video about titanic science because yeah because that's why not what's what's interesting so um so yeah i just sort of expanded some of the stuff from that to to talk about today i guess but i also don't know what people have talked about before so if i'm who cares talk about it again <laughs> so if i'm repeating stuff just be like shut up before we talked about this whatever <laughs> tell me i like learning i like hearing things again too yes so um yeah so the first thing i'm just gonna try not to like narrate too much but just go for it i like listening. whatever <laughs> so i'm sure you already know like probably all the details about how the ship was found um but yeah so anyway if if anybody doesn't it was found in 1985 by dr robert ballard who's done like a whole bunch of ocean exploration stuff and i think is still active today i didn't realize that he was sort of I don't know, in like a contract with the Navy at the time mm-hmm. and was looking for two lost nuclear submarines, I think, from like Cold War times, which is sort of yeah. concerning in its own right. Right. <laughs> like, 
you guys just lost those, but okay. <laughs> um, yes. So he approached Always the Always a Navy. good sign when someone is like, hey, I've misplaced my nuclear sub. Could you just go find that for me? It's fine. <laughs> yeah, what else so he- have you lost, man? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's interesting that he approaches the Navy and says, hey, I want to go look for the Titanic. Can you fund this? And like, obviously, I think he probably used some of their, I don't know, might have used some of their equipment. I'm not sure. But he had Argo and Jason, the submersible and robot. Uh, and they were like, well, we will fund this, but you have to you would find these submarines first mm-hmm. and they get through the the mission to find the submarines locate them like investigate the wreckage and map it and he's left with only 12 days left in this financed mission to find the titanic but uh luckily had learned this is sort of like the part that i like because it gets into sort of just like stuff that generally mm-hmm. freaks me out about the ocean <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> We're back to this. Um, There's an animatronic shark just around the corner. A little bit. Um, so he had learned while looking for those submarines that behind them, there was sort of this like comet-like tail of debris that would be fanned out for some distance, like I think a few miles probably, because as they sank and got to these immense pressures, they would implode and start to break apart (laughs) and yeah so he had learned this like from looking for those and was like okay well now i know what i need to look for i need to look for the tail of debris and then like just follow that and it's gonna lead me to the titanic and that's exactly what he did in 12 days time which is pretty incredible but the wreck itself is located at a depth of twelve thousand five hundred feet which is going to get the sciencey numbers now 2.2 miles or 3.8 kilometers uh pressure at that depth is about 380 atmospheres which is about 380 times what we experience at the surface or at sea level (laughs) so it's not gonna feel great and you might be able to get that like spinal alignment we all need though back where it needs to go (laughs) that's true like just (laughs) Um, (laughs) the ultimate the ultimate uh spine cracking hug of uh absolute yes that'd be great um (laughs) but yeah so and that's sort of just like the general part of this that freaks me out that like that so that depth is only so is only a few hundred feet deeper than just the average depth of the ocean (laughs) that's just a couple miles is like the average of what's down there and that's crazy to me and just to think like how little we know about the bottom of the ocean and what's down there and so I think you know when people think about the Titanic and they think well why did it take so long to find it it was like 70 something years but I mean a it's very expensive to look for things like this because you need specialized equipment um but B, like, even though we knew the coordinates of where it sank, like, things are going to spread out as it sinks because of, like, underwater currents and things are breaking apart. And it's just, like, it's just absurdly deep water. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crazy. It would be like <laughs> telling, me. it would be like if I hid something in your house. Yeah. And said, you can only look for it when it's completely dark in here <laughs> with a flashlight. <laughs> 
and only yeah. for you know a couple hours at a time because that's how long you can be down there and then yeah. yeah and then you can't look for it anymore to be like well how long like if it's your hat or something if it's a hat of yours be like how long genuinely would it take you to find your hat if yeah. you could only search for it <laughs> under those circumstances like you're only actually allowed to look for your hat when it's pitch black and you've got a flashlight yeah <laughs> it would be the same thing where it's like why did it take so long to find it's like because you can only do it for short bursts of time in the pitch yeah. black yeah flashlight <laughs> yeah and like not even yeah not even something as big as a hat like you could i don't know be like yeah i'm gonna go i don't know into your basement <laughs> like yep. hide an earring back yeah you <laughs> like, find you've that for gotta me. go find it yeah down there <laughs> oh and i'm not gonna do anything like clean up by the way because it's the ocean floor that's yeah. time to breathe yeah. there's just gonna be stuff <laughs> I can tell you approximately when I last saw it and where it was, but it may not be there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I stood on your basement stairs and I just sort of like chucked this earring back (laughs) down there. Now go find it in the dark. (laughs) Yeah. It's that kind of thing where I'm like, I completely (laughs) understand why it took so long. Yeah. Because there is. My brother and I, we we live together. We have been looking for one of his. The reason the hat came to mind is like we have been looking for a beanie of his for like two fucking weeks, and I don't know where it is, but it yeah. has to be in this house. And I just moved in too, so it's like I've actively been looking while I've been unpacking. But it's like, yeah, I understand how they didn't find find Titanic for you know a long ass yeah. time because I still haven't found a hat in a house. Yes, and the yeah. lights are on in my house. Yeah, I was gonna say I moved like a year ago and I'm positive that there are I can't remember what it was, but I was lamenting something the other day where I was like, I'm never gonna find this again. Yeah. It's somewhere in this house. Couldn't tell you. Yep, exactly. It's like I'm gonna find this hat in like three years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, so I think just like the the all the work that went into finding it is mm-hmm. is super cool. And there's, you know, some I don't know, sort of like existential dread science to be freaked out about. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's <laughs> it's it's one of the many disasters throughout history in which nature played a large part. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it's with scary. a pretty good uh, helping of you know human well, you hubris. Know. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're totally right. But it's, you know, one of those, all, it's at the end of the day, it's you're confronted with nature. It's like, you can't make water less cold when it's freezing, <laughs> when the ocean is freezing. Yeah. It's, it simply is. There's <laughs> some things not, you just can't fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, not going to go great. Um, yeah. So uh, that was my one fun fact. <laughs> do you have any other notes you wrote down that we just didn't cover yet? I do have two more tell me fun sciencey facts yes i I like sciencey facts (laughs) yes uh my other fun fact that i found interesting recently uh is that they are pretty sure they know where the where the iceberg came from including the specific glacier that it would have cleaved off of and i think that is a pretty cool bit of science that's so yes so they used models that encompassed the wind and the weather patterns from that specific year which is pretty cool that we have that data to go back to and like looking at ocean currents and how things move now to determine that it probably came from a glacier in 
Greenland, which I think like in the North Atlantic, that counts. That's like 85% mm-hmm. of, of icebergs come from the West coast of Greenland, but that sounds right. <laughs> but they think that specifically it came from the Jakobshaven glacier, which is interesting in its own right, because it's the fastest glacier in the world. So in the summer, it moves up to 150 feet per day, which is pretty dang fast for a glacier. <laughs> yeah, even I know that to be fast for a glacier. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool that, like, you know, it's sort of this interesting glacier as it is. Um, Wasn't and- happy enough setting history being the fastest. No. <laughs> also had to sink the Titanic. Attention um, yeah. seeker. <laughs> and they know that from sort of the location where the head of the glacier is like, think of it like, you know, the head of a stream where you're adding, actively adding snow that gets turned into the eventual glacial ice and the speed that it's moving, the snow that later became the ice. And then the iceberg that sank the Titanic probably fell about 15,000 years ago. (laughs) So it was a long time in the making (laughs) to get to that specific point in time which yeah is is pretty neat it is easy to forget how old this planet is sometimes yeah well in fifteen thousand years is 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 also super young comparatively (laughs) yeah a blink but um but yeah like just it's it's neat to think about that um yeah just that 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 particular iceberg had this like hey it comes from a very famous glacier for more than one reason but also just like how long it took to form that ice and then eventually you know it becomes yeah. <laughs> the doom of i don't remember the exact death count i should know but i don't know <laughs> it's about let's see it was like 1200 1500 you know, 1200 yeah that is another fun fact about the titanic movie is that it is and i don't this this Statistic is a little bit outdated because eh. I haven't looked it up in a couple years. So like possibly there have been more movies that have beat this at this point. Fair enough. My husband and I are watching Titanic a few years ago and we're, wa- <laughs> we're like, this is very morbid. <laughs> we're watching like the part where the, you know, the bow of the ship is starting to go vertical or I guess that's the, is that the ass end of the ship? Whatever. The stern. <laughs> I really know my ship terminology. Um, and the stern of the ship is like, yeah, is going up into the air. And you're like watching people just like, I don't know, bouncing off yeah. the various <laughs> parts. And like, there's some very dramatic sound effects that happen. And, right. and I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, this has got to be like for a movie that a lot of people would say is like primarily a romance. I was like, this has got to be a really high body count for like <laughs> for a romance movie did anybody die what Filming? in the no 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 not that people died while oh filming. i was seeing like was... the on-screen deaths oh, yeah, that you see so many on the yeah in the movie so we're sitting there thinking like oh like you know you see all these people falling off and then you see all the dead people in the water yeah. and i was like there's this has got to be up there and at least as of a few years ago it was like top 10 movie for number of on-screen deaths that you see excellent so. 
I mean, it is a lot. <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Yeah. I was yeah, like, and some of them are uh, intense. Yes. Yeah. Hence why my little fourth grade heart <laughs> was breaking. <laughs> and why I still cry like basically every time. So oh, yeah. same. Yeah. The most re- like so many people. I know. The most recent rewatch, I made myself really upset because I there's like one scene where they show somebody like walking the dogs or whatever on the deck, and I was like wait like what happened to the dogs (laughs) yeah somebody asked me for a titanic fun fact once and i was like three dogs survived and there was like oh how many were there and i was like i'm not gonna tell you that because you asked for a fun fact i know i know and i was just looking at stuff tonight and they were like oh like they found the or they're i don't know on some recent mission they were trying to like look for the dog kennels and i was like because there's gonna be dogs in there (laughs) I don't like it. I don't think anymore. No, probably not anymore. They've probably completely disintegrated. But I was like, but probably there would have been dogs in there. So I can't talk about it. Well, <laughs> actually, there are a few different accounts say that somebody, and it might have been um, Aster, actually, uh, opened the kennels to let them out. Oh. Trying to be like, hey, listen, it's every man for himself. So yeah. you get out there too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I still don't like it. Oh, I don't. I hate it because I I have their. I think my brother took them with him to my parents' house, but we have two, we have two dogs in our oh, family. Yeah. One of them is mine, I and mean, one of them is our family's dog. But yeah, that always it always gets me because um, I'm also pretty familiar with the story of Anne Elizabeth Isham. She was a first class woman on Titanic, and you know it's a little it, it's one of those stories where it's kind of like seventy five twenty five as to whether or not it's true. Probably yeah. mostly true, but like. Um, she had, um, they saved her great Dane with her and they would not let her and the dog on the, on the lifeboat. And she was like, well, guess we're staying then. (gasps) And they say that there was a woman, um, they found the body of a woman holding a dog later on in the wreckage. And it's like, yeah, that'd be me. I know. It's like, well, I guess, I guess Leto and I are hanging out here forever. That would definitely be me. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst. <sighs> I know. I always love ending episodes on like, a, well, I hope you're all as sad as my <laughs> as my cold black heart. No, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, yes. So anyway, aside about me getting really sad about docs and the high body count in the movie, <laughs> my last fun fact for tonight. <laughs> yes, is. Uh, the fact that the ship will probably disappear, like, mm-hmm. completely. Well, I mean, there'll be, like, a rust stain at the bottom of the ocean uh, in, like, potentially the next 10 years. Um, and that's pretty crazy. Like, the most recent estimate said, like, tw- by 2030, it could be gone. Uh, and that is a combination of saltwater corrosion, deep mm-hmm. sea currents, like, breaking stuff up. Right. But also some super cool bacteria um and yeah so there are bacteria down there that actually survive from eating iron so like what the ship is mainly made of they are considered halophiles which means just means salt loving but they're a type of extremophile which means that just it sounds fancy but it literally just means they're capable of surviving in extreme environments so in this case 
it's very salty. It's very cold. There's low oxygen and high pressure. So it's like a weird place for something to be like, this is super great. Like I'm doing great here. <laughs> At least by like human, what we need right. to standards. Um, like the antithesis of human survival. Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't think that we would be connecting Titanic and aliens today, but <laughs> Actually. But we will be <laughs> because these are the types of bacteria extremophiles that like astrobiologists for example are looking at when they're trying to figure out how life originated on earth when our planet was a lot more hostile um, because they can survive in these really extreme environments mm-hmm. but also you know how life might survive on other planets like both right. within our own solar system but like elsewhere as well so these are the mm-hmm. things that they look at so yeah that's the stuff that is uh eating the titanic right now <laughs> nice they even named one of them after the titanic because it was their first time isolating it but it is halomonas titanica so i never remember its name yeah <laughs> so you already know all this but these are the facts that i like the best <laughs> well i didn't know that the projections were that quick i mean yeah. obviously i mean salt water pressure mm-hmm. currents it's not conducive to long-term preservation yeah. so it's like eventually eventually the wreck will be gone but i didn't know it was that quickly but i suppose it, it makes sense and you know at yeah. the end of the day who knows because it, nature does its thing i mean there's nothing yeah. we can do about it <laughs> yeah i mean essentially and yeah and a lot of people look at look at them as a good thing because you know we've obviously there are a lot of shipwrecks there is a lot of metal crap that people have dropped (laughs) into the ocean and so these could be some sort of like bioremediation tool basically for cleaning some of that up for us and they yeah they're capable of consuming like a lot of iron like hundreds of pounds every day because they're so prolific so wow Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And it's funny to me because I come from the Great Lakes region and stories about like, there's a whole lot of shipwrecks here as Mm -hmm. well. And so I hear stories about places like Lake Superior where it's like, since they are freshwater and very cold and very deep, like it basically inhibits bacterial growth. So like the shipwrecks are like stay (laughs) stay fairly pristine but like also any bodies and stuff of people that are down there stay very pristine as well so the titanic sort of a different uh different beast (laughs) in that respect but yeah anyway damn nature you scary (laughs) that's basically the theme of the podcast like 90 percent of the time it's true nature freaks me out man like i love and hate the idea of diving to the edmund fitzgerald because i'm like a how cool b how many people are in there (laughs) yeah yeah i mean obviously i would you can't go it's respected but you know yeah i think and i I wouldn't but still it's like as a concept where it's just like yeah to see something that's been so well preserved it's it's an era of its time Mm -hmm. and it's pretty iconic but on the other hand it's just kind of like Jesus, man yeah yeah there's yeah. definitely um there's definitely bodies down there i don't think the edmund fitzgerald but there are like some pretty famous photos of a body on like another great lakes shipwreck 
They're um, very protective of yeah. the Edmund Fitzgerald. So there's not a whole lot of, yeah. I mean, you can't die down is, there. There's no foot, which I think is nice. I think it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very nice. Yeah, to it's, yeah. it's basically considered a grave site, so you're not mm-hmm, precisely you should not go down there. Well, I don't. I mean, um, I agree. I don't think that you should, and that's why I was just yeah. like, as conceptually, it's like it's just a sh- it's a ship whose name I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in uh, yeah, but it is spooky. <laughs> it is like it would be one of those things where it's like if the opportunity somehow did arise, well, you want to go down there, it'd be like. Mm, <laughs> i'm all right yeah i'm all right yeah. i'll let them i'll let those sailors have have their have their bunks yep they've earned them <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway well, megan thank you so much for coming on the show i'm a big fan of your guys' show i clearly need to get caught up because i need or i might just skip right up to the Slenderman episode because i <laughs> I, I need to know about that one. Um, but thank yeah. you so much for coming on um, and for winning my best uh, solicitation contest so far because it's my favorite. Yeah, here's here's what I've learned. It's like I said, I like have clearly spent a lot more time. I don't know, consuming various media, books, shows, whatever about the Titanic, but also like attending events. I forgot. I like I'm just remembering that I also have gone to Molly Brown's house to do a tour nice. before. So I don't know. Well, <laughs> just I mean, the whole should, thing. <laughs> you should be involved. Like if 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 it brings you joy, you should get involved. Like I know I'm planning on going to the Titanic convention again that I went to last August. I'm planning on going again this year. And it's like, if yeah. those are things that interest you, you should totally look into them and you should go. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just been like, you know, by chance I was in Denver and I was like, right. hey, here's a cool thing to do. Yeah. Totally get it. <laughs> but well, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I would go if I were there. But um, Megan, thank you so, so much for coming on. It has been, it has been such, it has been a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Hopefully I wasn't too all over the place i don't know sort of a nutty day <laughs> i just i'm all over the place point blank period so it's totally fine with me yeah this is great though thank you for inviting me <laughs> Yay. megan thank you so much for coming on on that super fun chat because i don't know nearly enough about sciences i feel like i should and if you want to get in touch with megan and the spooky science sisters podcast go to their website that has got all of their um, social medias and links on everything that is spooky science sisters.com s-p-o-o-k-y-s-c-i-e-n-c-e-s-i-s-t-e-r-s.com <clears throat> Excuse me. You can also find them on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash spooky science sisters. So that would be the same as their website. And then you can find them on twitter.com slash spooky scipod, S P O O K Y S C I P O D. And you can find them on Instagram with that same username, spooky scipod. And definitely go ahead and check them out, give them a listen. And Megan, thank you once again for coming on the show to talk to me about nonsense. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Titanic Talkline was created and produced by me, Alexia. Be sure to keep up with the show on all the social medias at Titanic Talkline on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is all one word, Titanic Talkline, T-I-T-A-N-I-C-T-A-L-K-L-I-N-E. If you want to get in touch, be on the show, sponsor the show, or have a question or anything you want to tell me, send me an email at titanictalkline, again, all one word, at gmail.com. That's titanictalkline at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye!